The baby is amazing, though. I like. Look, I know everybody thinks their kids are the best, but I, I, I think I did make the goat baby. Like she's a perfect. She's a full night's sleep away from the perfect human. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character with me, Ryan Satin. This week, as you can see, the set's a little bit different, and that's because we've got a special guest in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show in person, not via Zoom, the SmackDown Women's Champion, the man, Becky Lynch. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this oh, today. Thanks for having me in. So first and foremost, I gotta ask, you know, what was it like having a baby? Did you enjoy the pregnancy? Uh, no. <laughs> um, uh, so, so I mean, look, she's the light of my life, the, the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, being, being I was not one of them, those women that's just like, oh, this is so amazing, I get to sit back and eat whatever. No, it was just, I, look, I love working. And so being away from the ring for that length of time was, uh, it was painful for me. It was really painful. Um, and you know, I got into things and I wrote, I wrote a book, um, and, uh, Wait, so you did write the book. I, I did actually write a book. Oh, okay, cause I, I, I wasn't sure it was like a joke when you tweeted it. So I wasn't sure if like you were serious or not. At least five chapters about toast. But, um, no, I wrote, <laughs> I, I did write a book and I got the first draft done and I haven't, I haven't gotten the second or the third, you know, I haven't, I've written a bit in, in the second half, but, um, but I did those things and I loved that. And, and that was an artistic outlet for me. And uh, and I shot a documentary myself and Colby did a lot of it ourselves. I don't know if it'll air or not, but we did those things. And so that at least helped me feel like I was working and doing stuff. Um, but but yeah, yeah, I missed it. I missed it so much. I was Jones and get back. And and but one thing that was a bit helpful was the audience was gone. And so um, that's there's such a key part of what we do and 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 god fair play to everybody who worked their ass off through that pandemic and um, without the audience there but it's it's like missing a scene member you know everything you do is directed to them and and all their reactions are help influence your match and your performance and without them um yeah you're missing a big piece so i was lucky that i that i that i i missed that but yeah the baby is amazing though i like <laughs> Look, I know everybody thinks their kids are the best, but I, I think I did make the goat baby. Like she's a perfect, she's a full night's sleep away from the perfect human. What's the cutest thing she's done so far? Um, I, there's so many. Um, but uh, I mean, look, look, recently she started saying mama, so that's But she's a pretty good head, head banger. The other day she was, uh, Kobe and her were chasing each other. Seth and her were chasing each other, and uh, just she's just the best. Yeah, I'm I, so proud of her. Are you traveling with her too? Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. it like having her on the road with you? Um, so it's it's amazing. You don't miss anything. Um, it's it's tough sometimes because you know you get on planes normally and you can fall asleep, but you know if she's not tired, then you're up. And uh, like even on Raw on Monday night, I uh, I did the opening segment then went back, put her to bed, and then came out to do commentary. So it's, it's wild, it's wild, but it makes everything more rewarding and more fulfilling. That's crazy. I love that you're pulling double duty during the shows yeah. like that. <laughs> like 
you could technically maybe have like a nanny or something that helps with that that falls along. But... So, so we normally do, but um, but we're now transitioning because our nanny, who is one of our great friends, um, just got a, another job where she gets to stay in her own bed every night, which I can't blame mistaken. So now we've got a new one coming in. But um, but even even then, I like to be hands on. So I'm sometimes you know getting ready for my match with a baby on my arm. I will say I, I flexed the other day during a match and then I looked at the picture and I was like, oh, this bicep is way looking like bigger than this one. I feel like when you have the baby there and you're putting it to sleep, you're gonna have to like go to Gorilla and be like, hey, can you guys t keep the noise down? I got a baby asleep back here. Can you guys maybe tone down the pyro a little bit? Rue's asleep in the in the dressing room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, luckily we, 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 have, a, we have a bus, so she's... She's separated from that, and we've got a good noise machine, so. <laughs> it's crazy that it's already been almost a year since you gave birth. Yeah, yeah, 10 months. Like, man, I, I think that, like, the pandemic has really, like, made it so things fly by, you know? Yes, so, well, in a, in a weird way, yeah. So I feel like it, 2020 and, and, and the first half of 2021 was, like, just slow motion. Everything felt like, you know. And then as soon as I'm back, it's just, like, somebody pressed fast forward, and, and I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you think that when Rue gets older that you'll be the cool parent, or do you think Seth will be the cool parent? Oh, God. Or do you think you'll both when be strict? When we're older. Um, I don't know. He's pretty cool, and he's just such a doting dad that I think she'll think he's so cool, you know? But... Um, I, mean, I, I hope that she thinks we're both cool. I think we're both cool. Do you think you'll be a strict parent? I know the parent? internet like, do you think so, but I think we're both cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, do you think you'll be strict though? Like, do you think, like, was your, were your parents strict with you? Um, my mom was. My dad, like, I, I could do no wrong. Like, I could be hitting my brother in the head with a frying pan. <laughs> and he'd be like, dad, stop her. And my dad would be like, oh, she's just being herself. And, um, and you know, <laughs> so, uh, so my mom was strict, my dad wasn't, and I think I got a nice blend of parenting that way. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know who's gonna be, because I think Colby's really scary when he's angry, but I'm apparently even scarier, so. Well, moms have that look, so, yeah. I mean, I'm, like, I'm terrified my mom. She, I would never want to piss off my mom, even though like, I love her to death, I just, she terrifies me. Yeah, yeah, they, they've got an extra gear, I think, you yes. know? Yes, definitely. And especially because she's a little girl, I think she's got him wrapped around her little finger, so I don't know. I'm, don't sorry, know. I'm sorry for your loss, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. I, thank I, you. I feel for literally anyone who had to deal with a loss during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, my, my girlfriend, her dad passed away during the pandemic, and like oh. having to sit on a Zoom funeral is literally the worst thing that anyone can go through. So I, my, my condolences to you and your thank family. Thank you, I really appreciate that, yeah. Like, as well, the time difference was, is crazy too, because it was like 4 a.m., like Rue was just awake and then trying to watch a few, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, but I think, I think the great thing was that he got to know that she, um, exist so yeah i mean that's definitely that's the best you could hope for in a situation like that because obviously it's like the you know you wish they could have seen each other obviously but i think that like hopefully her his spirit will live on through her you know she does sometimes make a little face and i'm like oh that's my dad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's cool yeah what's your favorite thing about seth as a dad so far um oh he's, he's just so full of love man he's so full of, he's so good at it he just adores her and it's, it, you know, he's this big 
giant scary looking man who just falls to mush when she's around and he's just so good at it and he's so patient and he just loves her and he plays with her so well and it's just it's just adorable well, okay, I want to go back to wrestling a little bit. We talked about the baby and stuff, but these two obviously came together because you were at the high point in your career when you got pregnant. Was it difficult for you at all to step away from that? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, you know, you're you're in this business, you're on the go, just, just really 24-7, you know? Like your mind's always racing. You're always thinking about... Um, what you have to do, what's the next story, what's, um, what's the next match, what's the next appearance. And so when you go from that to doing nothing, and then the whole world was changing at the same time. It was, yeah, it was, it, it was a lot. It was hard to, it was hard to step away. Um, but at the same time, the world was changing. So if you were going to step away, it was probably a good time to step away. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. But I mean, were you worried that it would affect your place on the card? Should you make the decision to return? So, um, sometimes I think I'm a glutton for punishment because, you know, I love a challenge. And so stepping away, I knew that I'd be losing my top spot, but then it was a challenge. And I, I think I envision everything as a Rocky montage, right? Like, so, so coming back is, you know, I'm just always like, how can this be a Rocky movie? How can, you know, so, um, so, so I, I like that challenge of going away, being away for a year and a half and then coming back and wondering if I was still going to be able to go, if, if I still wanted to go, if everything was going to change and maybe I would just want to, be at home with my, I didn't know. I, I didn't know how anything was gonna go, but I think if anything, it just made me hungrier. So then you genuinely weren't sure when you left if you were ever gonna come back? Um, yeah, probably, probably. I, I mean, I was probably 60% I was gonna come back, but you know, there's, there's, there is that 40%. I don't know how I'm gonna be as a mother. You know, I know how I am as a, a single woman, um, as no other real priorities. But um, as a as a mom and as a person who's in charge of this tiny little baby, I didn't know how it was going to be. I didn't know if, if it was going to change me so much that I was like, you know what? Maybe I just want to be at home now. I do not just want to be at home now. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so wait, I want to go back a little bit to the book. Yep. So you wrote a whole book on your career, like from your whole, your whole life story, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What inspired you to do that? Um, I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to write a book, and I think whenever I was going through hard times um, as a teenager, and I, I was always like, "Well, will this sound better in the biography? It will. Okay, we'll go through." You know, and and I think when I've looked at things that way, it's just made everything better and made everything easier. And I kind of, do you remember the my sacrifice videos that they used to do? And so, I always wanted that struggle. And I, I think I've always sought it out. And this may be akin to, you know, going away, stepping away when I was at the, the, the height of my career and coming back is that struggle. You know, I, I always want that struggle because it makes it make I think it makes you more interesting as a, as a human, as a character, as a book, as a film, as whatever, whatever you want it to be. It just makes a more interesting life when you struggle, when you go through those hard times and you overcome and you overcome and you overcome. So. Well, and I think a lot of people who maybe didn't know you before WWE have no idea that you stopped wrestling for a while, that you walked away from it, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think that, I mean, your story is something that's perfect for a book. Well, if it ever comes out, buy it. <laughs> <laughs>
Have you talked to any publishers or anything like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, but nobody ever gave me a deadline. So I'm like, well, I'll take my time. <laughs> Got this whole pandemic of yeah. <laughs> now I don't have as much time anymore, but yeah. Well, you're on the road, so you I'm get on time. The road. Well, no, but you're with the kid when you're on the road. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm I'm with the kid when I'm on the road. When I'm not on the road, so yeah. Well, here's something I was wondering. You know, when you know before, when you were rising up as the man, mm -hmm. social media really helped you. I feel like you know you you were you know coming at people on social media, and you you really helped form your character on social media, but when you got pregnant and you stepped away, I feel like since then you've really moved away from social media and haven't been using it as much. Is there, is there a reason for that? So uh, when I stepped away, I kind of just wanted to um, let everybody forget ab about me a little bit, you know, um, and hoped, honestly, hoped that that would help the pop when I came back. It's, it's all for the pop. That's why we do anything, you know, it's for the pop. <laughs> And so I, I hoped that it would help the pop when it came back. And also, I just don't like giving away everything I did on social media was always in character. And I don't like giving away so much of my life on on Twitter, on, on Instagram. I think that's not it's not why people watch the show. And uh and 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 so so when I wasn't the character, when I wasn't the man. Then I felt like ah, I don't I don't need to put this out there because well what's the point it's not driving a story um, yeah but before you became the man before you were kind of like coming at people on social media you I feel like you were very engaged with your audience on social media still as like you the person yes yeah 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 and then when I turned into the man then I was like well let me let me just put all the all the character stuff and well it worked you know <laughs> it, it worked and so when I was um, Tweeting, it was always to drive a story and was kind of to, to, to elevate myself as a, as a performer and as a character. And so then, but then once you get to the top, you're kind of, for lack of a better term, punching down. And so that's not as, that's not as fun to watch, right? Like that's, nobody wants to see the, the, the top guy being an, to the guy beneath them, unless you're a heel, which, which kind of are now, but you know, which, which I am now, um, <laughs> I suppose. So, um, uh, much the love of everyone. Um, so, so yeah, and then and then coming back, I, you know, it's it's such a tricky thing, right? Because I use it as a way to drive stories, but it also really hurt people and. Um, and also, I, I think you go on Twitter, less so Instagram, but you go on social media and it's just such an angry place. And I don't know that I, I mean, I deleted all those apps off my phone. I don't, I don't know that it's a, it's a healthy place for people to be. And, uh, and so in a weird way, I don't want to, I don't want to contribute to it, but it's also part of my job. But I, I guess, you know, you, you look on there and I suppose if I imagine the world like that, I imagine if everybody talked to everybody like they talk on social media. I, just, I suppose I just imagine going into, say if you had a local coffee shop and you go in and the first day the barista is like, hey, how's it going? And the next day you come in there, I liked your hair so much better yesterday. Now you've gotten a little fatter and a little dumpier. 
you were better yesterday. You know, and we just liken it to that. Like, what would the world look like if that's how we treated each other? You just walk into the coffee shop and they're like, uh, you're cringe, Becky, get out of here. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Saying cringe is so cringe, right? you know? But anyway. No, I, and I completely understand that because I think that like, it, I don't know what it is. I, I kind of feel the same way, you know? And I, and I, I think that similarly, you know, I think that with you, you did use social media to, to help your career. So it's almost like weird to, not weird, I shouldn't say weird, it's almost like probably confusing to now go the opposite way and be like, well, I don't want that anymore because maybe I was contributing to the negative side of things when I don't want to do that. And I kind of feel the same way with like yeah. the site that I used to run. It's like, I don't, I don't want to criticize things all the time anymore. I want to like shine a positive light on things because I see how it affects people. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, think, I think sometimes just the, the world needs more more goodness but but also the other thing is like it, it it is a way to entertain people but so then but sometimes then it gets taken out and and it goes and it, and, and it gets a life of its own and but i suppose you, your whole thing is you, you got to put out art out into the world and then see how people interpret it but i don't know i'm just i've just got a weird relationship with social media and i i look at my my baby and i i go well i don't I don't want her on this. I don't. I don't want her I having to navigate that as a teenager. And so the whole thing makes me go. I don't know how I feel about it. And maybe I'll go back and maybe I'll do more stuff on it. But for right now, I, I, I I'm just taking a step back and yeah. seeing and seeing how I feel about it. Yeah, I completely understand that. No, I, 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 I've wanted to delete the apps. If I didn't have to promote stuff all the time, I would probably delete all the social media. Well. I don't know if I delete TikTok. I kind of like TikTok now. Yeah, no, I've never been on TikTok. Well, you will be. I made you do your first TikTok you before this. You did make me do a, uh, my first TikTok. Secretly, I was like, that. I did it real fast. And then I was like, oh, like, oh, wait, did I just do a TikTok? I've never done one of those. Uh, okay, so um, the night you were, wait, we talked about that already. Did you keep up with the product while you were away or did you just fully not watch? Uh, oh, no, I watch everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I watch everything. Did, so I remember when I had Seth on here, he talked about how you helped him uh, you convinced him to use Twitter more for the character, yeah. and you kind of helped with the suit game uh, as well. Was it fun for you to kind of help someone on the sidelines while you were away? Yeah, well, so I love I love talking shop. I think the two of us are always talking shop, you know. Um, so so you're look. That's the thing when you're in the business, it's just in your veins, and you never stop it. And so you're always thinking of oh, what would be cool, what would be interesting, what would be you know. Um, what would get under people's skin and and so i was always thinking of what it would be like what would my comeback be like what would i do when i was when i came back vince is never gonna want me as a heel so um what does what does this new baby face uh look like and then they told me i was gonna be a heel. <laughs> i was waiting for that shoe to drop before i came in <laughs> Well, let's reset a little bit here, because usually I start off each interview asking this question, but I wanted to ask all this baby stuff because it was more pressing. But how much of your real true self is there in the character that you portray on TV? Um, like, a, a lot, because a lot when I'm pissed off, right? Like, <laughs> I think that's it, you know? It's, it's mostly me when I'm pissed off or when I'm just ranting and, and, and making fun of things. Um, and so, so you you have to start from yourself, and then and then take influences from from other things. But you know, even when I was on the indies, I was this loud mouth, 
over the top, had this swag, not to this level, but you know, I was, I was all about the swag and stuff when I was on the independent circuit as Rebecca Knox. And so, um, I mean, the man was, was much more understated, but so now we're, we're kind of developing and we're putting layers on it and, and adding little bits and, you know, it's, it's all trial and error, which is a fun part, you know, is, is trying, seeing what sticks, taking risks. You know, because it's easy to go, oh, the man worked. Let me stick with that. Let me let me stay in my black. Let me stay in my uh, leather jacket and uh, call people dopes. Or you can evolve and you can take risks and you can see what works, what doesn't, what sticks with the audience, what doesn't. But give them something new and, and give yourself something new and a new challenge. So I did I? I don't I know. Think, I no, think I, I think, went off on. No, no, you answered it to us. Here's. I'll follow How up much then. of myself is in it? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'm always thinking about it and writing down lines and, you know. So. Well, I kind of mentioned this earlier. Before you became the man, you kind of had a more quirky vibe. You know, yeah. you were more of an underdog. And then when you became the man, you started firing shots at everyone, did a full 180, grabbed the brass ring. Um, which one of those two is more like your real self? Or is it somewhere in the middle? Somewhere in the middle, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the middle. I think... Um, I think on a happy day, you know, the last kicker, and then and then on a on a on a grumpy day, probably the man. <laughs> yeah, um, but but it is somewhere in the middle, I would say. When you became the man, I feel like the confidence just changed. Like I feel like before you'd kind of like you, it just didn't exude, exude as much as it did once you became the man. Is that something that you had to internally do, kind of like force yourself to be that confident, or were you always that confident of a person? So. Here's what happened. It was initially supposed to be a heel turn, right? And so, I mean, only a handful of people thought it was actually going to turn me heel. I wasn't one of them. Um, but, uh, but then you lose the, the need to have everyone like you, right? Like I was babyface my entire career. And so then you're just like, hey, like me, guys, like me, like me, guys, like me. Hey, see, look at how happy I am, like me. And so that's hard, right? Like that's, um, there's, there's, there's a certain element of like, ah, I hope they like me. But when you're heel, you lose that. You lose that. So extra confidence comes from that. And then, you know, you keep developing. And then I was put in more high profile spots. So I succeeded. And then once you succeed, and you succeed a little bit more and you succeed a little bit more, then you start to get confidence and you, you act your way into confidence as opposed to, hey guys, like me, don't you like me now? So I, I think once you have that, um, once you don't care whether people like you or not, you're, you're free. You're free to go off and, and, and have confidence and do whatever you want because, well, who cares? If they boo you, great. If they cheer you, great. Is there, is there any advice you'd give to someone who's not a wrestler, but is looking to build that similar confidence in their real life? I, I think it's, it's, it's comp confidence doesn't come from thought, it comes from action. You know, like you can't think your way, you can fake it, and I suppose fake it until you make it, but it's really only with actions. So whether it's, whether you want to be a writer and you want to write a book, but you don't have the confidence to put it put it out there. Well, just freaking write the book and put it out there, you know. But like, w with every page, hopefully your confidence grows. And I think that's the same with 
with any step in life. So going back to what you mentioned a minute ago about uh, when they tried to turn you heel and then the audience rejected it, were you worried at all internally that that whole rejection process was maybe going to make the higher-ups think that you couldn't cut it as an effective heel? No, I knew that people would love it. So I, so I knew that everybody knew who was watching from the outside knew that people would love it because I was the underdog and everybody was so excited to see me finally get my shot. And then when I said, not to hell with you, to the person who had gotten everything, um, it was just symbolic of, of how everybody feels, you know? When they step out of that, let me do all the work and this person's always getting more and, and, and you say, no, I've had enough. And everybody felt that. And everybody wanted to see me get, get the spotlight and they knew that with this, that meant I was going to get uh, more of a push, which is what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And so um, I remember somebody saying like, oh yeah, they cheered you in Brooklyn, but Brooklyn's a heel crowd. They'll, they'll, they'll boo you in, they'll boo you in wherever we were, Mississippi the next week. And I was like, they ain't gonna be booing me in Mississippi. <laughs> they weren't booing me in Mississippi. And so I knew that this was just going to elevate me as a character and also give me more freedom and be a catalyst for a change. And I lost the train of thought again. What was the question? Uh, well, no, I was just saying, were you worried that they were going to... Was I worried that they were going to... No, 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 because it doesn't matter if people, if people love you or hate you as long as they're invested in the story. That's all that matters, you know, if, if they... As long as they're making noise, whether whether they love me or hate me, as long as they're making noise, as long as they're interested, as long as they're tuning in and they have an opinion one way or the other, that's all that matters. Well, and I think you're a perfect example of someone who it's the stories that really matter at the end of the day. Because, 100%. because you know, with you, it's not like your matches were bad or anything like that, but like, I think the reason you skyrocketed when you did was for exactly what you said, that people saw you as a, an extension of themselves, like someone who works hard every day, to get the thing they want and then someone else got it instead. And I think that's why everyone was able to relate to you so much and why you skyrocketed. Just like Vince and Stone Cold, everyone could relate with a boss who was holding down their top employee or, or whatever. So I think that um, you're a great example of that. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, thankfully everything worked out, you know, with you and then, you know, things were going good, but then Nia Jax busted your face open yeah uh, how devastated were you when the match at ronda rousey got called off uh yeah i was pretty devastated um i i was also severely concussed um and so i think that helped the the devastation because really i knew that if this match wasn't going to happen now it was going to happen at wrestlemania and so i i knew pretty quickly that it was it was a good thing that this had happened um but still, I was just, you know, when you're concussed, you're very emotional. So I was, I was real devastated that it wasn't going to happen. I was like, even in the hospital, I was trying to think of ways that I could still have the match at Survivor Series. And they were like, no, no, not wrestling. I was like, no, but I could just, I could, I could do this. And then she could do that. But they were like, no. no I can come no. in for 27 seconds and just punch her real fast and we'll call Give it. Give her a rock bottom and <laughs> out we go. Out we go. Is a match against Ronda Rousey one-on-one -on -one something you still hope happens one day? Yeah, I think, it, and I, I do think it will. I do think it will. I think uh, the fact that I've had a baby and came back so great 
that she'll want to, she'll want to probably one up me. She'll probably try to come back in like three months or something. So, and then I'll be right there to punch her right in the face, <laughs> give her a rock bottom out of here in 20 seconds, Rhonda. <laughs> so long. Good night. I liked how your guys' rivalry extended to babies. It felt like, like, you know, like you both walked away for a little, you were both away and you're like still competing over pregnancy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got there first and my baby's bigger now. So my baby, <laughs> oh, okay, let's not go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was going through your mind when you finally walked out on stage at WrestleMania knowing like, man, this is crazy. My dreams are being accomplished here. I'm in the main event at WrestleMania. Uh, I was enjoying it. And so that was one of those things where when it comes to big matches and, and big events, we're often so nervous. And so I hope I do this right. But I was also like, this is my WrestleMania, you know? Like I was walking around so happy with myself that I'd made it and, and that this was my WrestleMania and that these people wanted me, wanted to see me beat Ronda Rousey in the main event of WrestleMania and how far I'd come from being on the pre-show the year before. And so I, 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 I remember even walking past the Taker and Hogan were backstage and just being like, oh, I'm in good company. And, 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 and so I, I was just very conscious to soak up every single second of it and enjoy it. And that's, and that's what I did. Yeah, I, that, that's, I'm glad to hear you say that because yeah. I think a lot of times you hear people say that like they can't enjoy it because they were so in their head the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And I, th I think I'd gotten a lot of advice of just, just enjoy it. And so I really wanted to make conscious effort to do that because we don't do that so much of the time and even since i've been back when i came back at SummerSlam, i just was enjoying every single second of it what about your title reign though I, you know when you're when you want to have a leave behind a legacy mm -hmm. and, and you're performing at the highest level possible is it was it easy for you to enjoy your title reign too or was that something that was a little more difficult because you were so focused on the task at hand that was a little bit more difficult um because well so I went from, from the main event of WrestleMania to then the next night, I had to, um, to make a star out of Lacey. And so then I was tasked with that. And that was, you know, the audience didn't know her. It was also about to have a baby. Look at all these women. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, I, and so that, was, that, was, that was hard because I'd gone from, from fighting from, from underneath to being the top star. So then all of a sudden I'm the top star and now I've got to bring somebody else up with me. And the audience doesn't know her. And, and she was, you know, she hasn't, she hasn't wrestled for very long. And so that was, that was hard. Um, doing that and then finding the right opponents in that mix to, 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 to go there. And then we went from, from Lacey to Sasha and Sasha's so established and she's great. And the audience loves her, loves to hate her. They still liked me. And so, and so I got a few good matches in there with her, and then, uh, and but but then it went into a weird tag team run with me and Charlotte because they were trying to book both of us on top, but we're opposing. There was there was there was some there was some weirdness in there. So so not all the stories you have are going to be home runs, I suppose, is my is my point. Yes. There's there's going to be some ones that don't hit. But the thing is you try with everyone 
to have it be a home run. You're never going, let me phone this story and who's this person? Don't care about her. The audience doesn't care about her. I won't care about her. No, you've got to find a reason that you care and to make the audience care about them and to try and make it be the best the best story that you can give, even if it's not going to be the best story that you've ever had. You want every story to be the best story that you've ever had. Well, at the end of the day, are you satisfied with that title reign? Um, I don't know if I'm ever satisfied with anything, really. I think I always look and go, ah, that could have been better. That could have been better. But I'm satisfied with points of it. I go, oh, the Sasha stuff was great. Oh, the, the Oscar stuff was great. Oh, the the run-up to it was great. Question. Yep. Since we're talking about title runs. Yep. What did you think about Big E finally winning the WWE oh, Championship? Oh my, oh, I love that man. I love that man so much. And just nobody deserves it more. He's the nicest man in the planet. I don't think you would ever find anyone to say a bad word about Big E. Um, and he's just very hardworking, so good, so kind, so patient. And, uh, and and just deserved it. It, it uh, I shrieked, I shrieked when I saw it. Did your mom send him a congratulations? Yeah, she actually, she actually, she did. She actually did. So so I tweeted out. Also, by the way, my mom said congratulations, and then she texted me and said, um, some of some of the family said that I said congratulations to E. Well, tell him officially congratulations. <laughs> I love that relationship between them. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's a good love story. Yeah, you know? she doesn't know anything about it, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, she doesn't know anything about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she 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 isn't fully aware of that. So, <laughs> so yeah, though. Well, well, don't tell her. Yeah, it doesn't matter how old I am. Doesn't matter if I'm the champ. I still answer to my mama. Well, like I said, I'm terrified of my mom too. So you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, how long were you training for your return? Like, when did you start saying, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna come back"? Um, I was. I, I mean, God. As soon as I gave birth. As soon as you gave, like... Well, like, I, I shouldn't have done it. You're not supposed to do it. But I was, I, well, I was doing yoga three days later. And then I was, uh, I was in the gym a week later. And you're not supposed to do that. So don't do what I did. But that's what I did. Wait, you're not supposed to do that? No, you're not. You're supposed to, you're not supposed to do anything for How six I, weeks. For six weeks? For six weeks, yeah. That's Don't do what Johnny does or the gym. Sorry, you a Simpsons fan? No, I mean, oh, yes, okay. but I'm not good with Simpsons posts. Okay, oh, sorry, sorry, never mind. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, yeah, so I was, I was back within, um, within a week. So, I mean, because we had said earlier that you weren't sure when you relinquished the title if you were ever going to come back. Yeah. When, and then you're saying that right after you had the baby, you were back in the gym. So when did you internally decide, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to come back? Was that fairly, because you were um, bored, so fairly fairly early in? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, and so not that I was completely bored, but I was just itching to, to, to get back in the ring. I just missed it. And so it was probably, God, you never know, you never, like I was never saying, look, I, I was like, I want to go back, but I was never saying, I, I just didn't know how it was gonna feel once I had the baby. But I, then I wanted to get back in shape and, and was excited to get back in the ring once I had her. But then it wasn't really until until two months after she was born that I was like, okay, I'm ready to go back on the road now. That makes sense. Yeah. Did you, you know, how have you, when you, okay, rewind a little bit here. When you were gonna start coming back, 
there were, from what it sounds like from interviews I've heard you've done, there were multiple plans along the way. Like it stopped and started, stopped and started. Mm -hmm. um, are you happy with the way your return has come about so far? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, um, uh, it was very last minute. I mean, very last minute. It's, it's so hard, especially when you've been um, uh, a baby face for so long and the crowd likes you and they're endeared to you and then you've gone away and you know they've seen they've seen some of the stuff that I went through in the year um and I'm a new mom and I'm coming back and they're excited and and there's this girl who's been doing awesome like that's a great that's a great rivalry we like both these guys how do we make them not like one of them that's hard she's the company girl you know yeah like let's let's do this quick you know and and so I know a lot of people were upset that, you know, oh, well, if they were going to do this, then they should, they should have had a long match. Well, if we had a long match and then I beat her, then I just beat her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then, then that, that's not good. That's not good for her. But if she's robbed and we take something from her and she doesn't expect it, then we want to see her succeed. Oh, we want to see her succeed. We don't want the person with it to have it anymore. We want that person to succeed. We want that more than, I think we're doing just fine. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people were getting so worked up on social media not realizing that that was the point. <laughs> you know, that <laughs> they were like- it's such a weird, it's such a weird thing, you know? It's like, I don't like Becky as a heel, she's so annoying. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the point, bro. <laughs> You know, or, or, you know, like, like, oh, no, why would they do this to Bianca? I wanted her to win. Yeah, good. Good, yeah, good, good. This is, this is what we want. This you mean you wanted to see a good guy come up on yes. the bad guy, which is the whole point of this. Got it. Okay, this is, cool. This is what we want. So I think, I think we're doing a good job with it, you know? Are you, is it a fun, because you said that, you know, you like challenges and things like that. Is it, a, is it a fun challenge for you to try to get people to boo you now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's fun. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just having fun with it. And it's, like I said, it's trial and error. See what works, see what doesn't, see what. Um, because the last time I was an underdog coming, overcoming, um, overcoming the top guy. And, uh, and, 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 and people, people wanted to cheer me. So there was no point in trying to get them to boo me. But now I'm the top guy talking down to everybody. And I've, I've, you know, I've, I've reached the mountaintop. People will want to see me be overturned eventually. So I got to say, I'm a little bummed that, that you're on Raw now. Because <sighs> obviously I work for Fox Sports and I think it's kind of a... Sucks that you're here in the studio and you're and you're holding the you're holding our title there. How did you feel about being drafted to Raw? Look, um, I love SmackDown. Right, SmackDown's been my home. SmackDown is the show that I watched when I was a fan back at home because we didn't have cable and SmackDown um, was on. We had like a, a small amount of, of extra channels, yeah. but we didn't have the big cable which was where you would see Raw. So I only saw SmackDown and I'd get to watch it on Saturday mornings. And, and so I was always just, just such a big fan of it. And um, 
then I was the first woman to have SmackDown yep. back in 2016. And so I've always felt so at home there. And my come up all happened on SmackDown. Everything that I've done and um, that I'm so proud of really has happened on SmackDown. And so I suppose this is a, a new challenge because um, because Raw sometimes um, lately hasn't been getting as much love. So so it's it's a chance to go over there and and make Raw into an awesome show and uh, and show you guys what's up. Well, I mean. I don't know. I was going to try and see if I could talk to anyone here. Maybe I could <laughs> convince them to bring you back or something. You know, I'll, I'll talk to some of the executives, maybe. I wouldn't be against it. <laughs> I guess she said that away from the camera. <laughs> um, so is there, I, I will say, though, at least with you going to Raw, I feel like, I feel like there's unfinished business between you and Asuka. Oh, yes. She's out now, right? Yeah, but she'll be back. I mean, at some point. So if you're yeah. on Raw, I'm assuming that's, Eventually, we're gonna get to kind of see that because I feel like, you know, she lost title, you gave her the title, but now you're gonna beat. Well, wait, yeah, we don't know never, what's gonna happen with all the titles, but but I assume she I'm never assuming, beat me for the title. Did she get drafted to? Or, or, no, they didn't. She because she, she's injured. Ah, they didn't announce where she's agent. gonna be. Yeah, free agent. I'm all right. Well, if she comes back last minute's notice, I'll watch out for any handshakes and punches. Good, <laughs> smart. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Learning yes. from your own yes. moves. I like that. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Crown Jewel. Who do you think is, uh, who's more of a threat to your title? Bianca or Sasha? Um, God, you can't, you can't, you can't look past either of them, right? Like, uh, Asuka, or, you can't look past either of them. Bianca is an incredible athlete, one of the strongest, fastest, all the EST things that she says. It's uh, flippiest people that I've ever been in the ring with. She's got some some incredible offense. And but then Sasha is is fantastic. She's one of the best. She's one of the best that we've ever had. And so um and she's always coming up with new innovative ways to beat people and to use their own things against them. So she's craftier. Bianca is stronger more athletic uh, you, you you can't you can't they're they're both you're, you're going in with with two i mean sasha's not a heavyweight but it feels like you're going in to, against two heavyweights in terms of skill and ability and so it's it's a matter of putting up your so i, I said that sasha's crafty i'm craftier and so that's my thing i always try to outsmart people and outlast people and I can withstand whatever you put me against and come out on top. They're, they're both incredible. It's going to be an incredible match, but I'm still coming out on top. So you might still get me back, SmackDown, after all. <laughs> That's actually, I guess, the way you could do it. If you're, if you're big-time Becky Two Belts... Big-time Becky Two Belts! They might have to let you do both shows. Yeah, there we go. Right? There we go. SmackDown yeah. can't not have a women's champion. No. Certainly like can't. figured out a loophole here. Yeah. I think that we've, I think <laughs> that we've figured out a little bit of a loophole. But then here. I'm gonna have to face Charlotte. But that's an easy task of beating her a million times. <laughs> Charlotte, the two of you. Yeah. You guys have had a lot of history a together. Lot of history. Uh, what do you think of her as a performer? I mean, she's a great performer. She's great at what she does. Um, doesn't mean that she's not my favorite person to beat up. Is she your favorite person to beat up? She's one of my favorite people. Her and Sasha, and now Bianca is quickly becoming another one of them. And Asuka, of course. 
That's a lot of favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can pick four favorites. I don't think that's how favorite works. Uh, that is a good point. Um, preferences? These are my preferences. Okay, that's <laughs> these are my I, these are my preferences of people to beat up. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. All right. Well, since we're on favorites, I'm gonna get to my closer here. Usually, I end each interview talking to my guest uh, about their finishing move. Right. So you've got two, right? Manhandle slam and the disarmer. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna ask a couple about both. So I'm gonna start things off by saying, who's your who's your favorite person to hit the manhandle slam on, and why? <sighs> Probably Bianca, because I won a title by beating her in 26 seconds with that maneuver. That's fair. Yeah. Do you like the manhandle slam or the disarmor more? Which one do you like more? Um, I mean, I've got such affinity for, for the disarmor because it's been my, my finisher for most of my big matches. Um, but I like the, the manhandle slam because you can hit it out of, out of anywhere. When yeah. you started to use that, was that base, is that kind of why you started to so use that? So I use I use a variation of the rock bottom before, but it's just easier to just get it and go. And I, you know, you know, I asked I asked the rock if if I could use it, and he was very gracious and said that I could. So, um, what was that conversation like? Like you just text him, you call him, call him, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and and I told him how how SummerSlam was going to go down, and said, uh, look, here's what I'm thinking. I'm supposed to hit one move on her. Um, can I use this? Yeah. Was that quick of a conversation? Uh, no, there was more. There was more. There was more. There was okay, more. Okay, cool. Later, bye. There was more. He's he's so awesome and so uh, gracious with his time and his advice. And you, you, I mean, look, you can't be able to to get advice from one of the best like that and somebody who's so busy like that. It makes me feel very lucky. Yeah, I was gonna ask. So you just have his number and you can just hit him up for advice like that. That's so cool. Feels good to be the man, doesn't that, it? That's the coolest. I feel like like the closest I have to that is I became friendly with Stone Cold Steve Austin, so I can like text him if I want and say. But I I rarely do because it's I don't want to like abuse that privilege at all. But it's so cool when he'll like text back and say something back, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the man. So it's it's cool to know The Rock is like that too. Yeah, I'm the man. Um, oh, but, sorry. <laughs> uh, but but right, like these are all my heroes that I grew up loving, and I'm able to. To ask them for advice, you know, Stone Cold, Mick Foley, Lita. Um, it really is cool where, you know, you go um, work hard enough until your heroes become your friends. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's supposed to be rivals, but now you go friends. It's, it's just really nice. Uh, if you had to take a famous wrestler from the past finishing move and make it your own, which would you do and why? Ah. I <laughs> just, I already did. I guess you did. You I already, already said did. the rock. Yeah. <laughs> there Damn you it. go. There you Damn. go. I hate, I I've, hate when I've I do that. I've done it. <laughs> All right. Well, lastly, what's the most memorable time that you locked in the disarmor? So um, it's an unfortunate one, but it was probably when I had the disarmor on Carmella during SummerSlam in 2018. And uh, Charlotte hit the natural selection on me because after that, I, I hit the slap that really just was heard around the world. And, Sent me into a different stratosphere. Sent you into the main event of WrestleMania. Sent me into the main event of WrestleMania. All right, well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. Thank I really so appreciate much. it. This was super fun. Of course it was. It's always fun when the mind comes around. <laughs> All right, well, that was Becky Lynch. In the meantime, until next episode, make sure that you go subscribe to Out of Character on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Spotify. Google. Apple. All of those. Make sure that you go subscribe and leave a rating or review if you enjoyed this. If not, just move on with your day. 
Also, make sure you subscribe to WWE on Fox on social media as well. You follow us there on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel as well. That's where you can find this show on video every week, Raw, SmackDown, NXT clips, and a bunch more. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin. This is Becky Lynch, and this has been Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.